When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Gerald Glassford come right back at you for the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. And boy, do they need some Christmas cheer right now at Lakerholics.com. Plus also as well, the awesome folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at Hoopheadspod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, Lakers in the midst of a December swoon when they could least afford to have a December swoon headed into tonight's game just a couple days before the vaunted Christmas game against the Nets and the actual official opening of the Crypto.com Center coming up. So we're all looking forward to that. And this was the last official day for the Staples Center. So goodbye, Staples. And you know what? The Lakers certainly said goodbye because they didn't really do much else. And in fact, defense wasn't on the agenda today as the San Antonio Spurs do the L.A. sweep after an impressive win against the Clippers. They do the same to the Lakers with a 138 to 110 drubbing of the Los Angeles Lakers, spoiling another sensational game from LeBron, wasting his efforts and actually getting a 30 point performance from Russell Westbrook as well. The rest of the team absolutely couldn't make anything of their life dependent on it. The defense was absolutely putrid, especially in the second half. Just, I cannot say enough bad things because you can say it's about all the guys being out there because there's currently five guys currently in health and safety protocol, including Trevor Reza, who was just added onto that list. But you know what? This was truly a deplorable performance. The effort was not there. And the fact that they got scored, outscored, outscored by 39 points at the three-point area to the team that shoots less three-pointers than anyone in the NBA. And makes fewer. They're the and only team that averages less than 30 attempts and 10 makes. Yeah, exactly. Just They shoot less and they make less. And wouldn't you know it, they did a great job against the Clippers and now they did against the Lakers. And they just totally just 
just blindsided the Lakers with a three-point barrage the Lakers just did not see coming. And here today to talk about the game and if there's any hope for the Lakers now that James Harden is back for the Nets and it looks like everybody is getting healthy at the same time for the Nets, conveniently after they had several games postponed and now we'll have a healthy, almost healthy lineup going into Christmas. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at Lakerholics.com. You notice how I got those subtle hints at the NBA while you were talking, <laughs> while I was talking about that, but it is Laker Tom and Laker Tom, a disappointing <clears throat> effort today on the defensive end, wasting two, not one, but two 30 point performances from both Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. I mean, I could say on and on about how Russell Westbrook has been an up and down roller coaster ride this season, but you know what? There was a couple of bonehead plays, but the guy scored 30 points. So what are you going to do? LeBron James scores 30-plus points. What are you going to do? They did their end of the bargain. The rest of the team did not. It's like I told you, Gerald, we're going to have a bunch of these games. And I think the worst of them are going to be the ones where we're missing the guys from protocol as well as as well as well AD and none from the injury list. And these are really most discouraging because LeBron played very well. And you could see that LeBron was, I wouldn't say thrilled. I wouldn't say, you know, he looked, he looked angry and he looked in a little bit in despair at the contributions that he was getting from his teammates and the frustration on defense, you know? So for Laker fans, you just have to realize that going into these games without so many of our important players, and having to rely upon guys who aren't going to be in the rotation at the end of the year it makes these games really meaningless, meaningless, except that they could dig us into a hole that we can't get out of, you know? What it really comes down to, no matter what we say, is the team needs to be healthy and the superstars need to be healthy. And that superstars need to be playing great when we go into the end of the season and the team needs to be playing great. Right now, there's not a lot of things that you can say positive about it. The injuries have exacerbated the roster imbalances that we've had. And, I mean, it's ridiculous how few forwards we have and how many guards we have. And we keep adding guards, but we don't add any forwards. And if we do add forwards, they don't play. So it's frustrating. You know, um, I'm always trying to one – thing I, one thing I wanted to make sure of this holiday season it's been a tough year, you know, for everybody, you know, with COVID and everything happening. I wanted to make sure that I didn't allow outcome of a sport event to ruin my Christmas cheer. And I'm not going to, you know, I still believe that the Lakers have just as good a chance after the game as they did before the game to win a championship. It sure isn't a, it sure isn't better than 50%. And there's sure a lot of uh, reasons and things that we're going to have to solve in order to, to happen. But, there are some good signs, you know, I mean, there's, I think one of the biggest things that sometimes you do have to hit a low point for something important to happen for ownership to finally understand that this roster is not going to win a championship the way it's constructed right now. You and I have both said for, I can't even remember how many podcasts, Gerald, that this team needs a trade. They need, they need, they need some infusion of, However you cut it, whether you blame Russell, whether you blame Palinka, whether you blame LeBron for having him over for dinner that night, 
Because um, you can't blame Frank Vogel right now because he's not even in the lineup. No, to I, well, the two positive, the two positives, the two silver linings that come out of tonight's game is Rod Palenka. You better be watching because you better be out there and making some of these deals that people are talking about as possibilities. And secondly, Frank Vogel's probably feeling pretty comfortable right now because. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be many fans screaming for Fisdale to take the reins of the team. And in the middle of the season, that's probably what would happen if they were to fire Frank Vogel. You know, and I, I heard Fisdale come out and say that, well, you know, he was sort of like he was kind of angry because the reporter was kind of insinuating that, well, you know, Frank's running their team remotely from Zoom. <laughs> and Fisdale says, no, that's not how it works. You know, I, Frank sends us some bullet points before the game and bullet points at halftime. And then we take over and we run the team. We're running the team, you know. I'm making the decisions. The coaching staff is running it. Frank's not doing this via Zoom. Some of the same crazy lineups. And it's, and the problem is, is you, you're still playing with the same players. You're still going out there with lineups with Rondo, Rondo and IT together, you know. Like we always find when somebody plays the Lakers, especially teams that hate us like, like the Spurs do. You know, they, they always have their best games. And these, I, 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 I swear, I'm sure this is the best shooting three-point game they've had all year. You know, They did pretty good the other day against the Clippers. So, yeah. L.A., the, maybe that was their way of sending the Staples Center off into the well, sunset. You know, I, I've been saying this all year long, that I, I have been feeling that there is a changing of the guards in the NBA changing of the guard, not guards, because I didn't mean the players at that position. But I mean, and then the other thing that struck me during the game is I'm watching the game and, and I, I can't remember whether it was Stu made some comment about young legs, but you notice that, that, that terrific uh, interview that Shams had with uh, Rich Paul, where he was talking about the Lakers and saying basically that, you know, the, first off, the Lakers were not going to trade LeBron. LeBron wasn't going to demand to be traded and so forth. They still believe that they could have the best team, you know, once they get everybody back. But the other thing he said that was really interesting, and I like it because it, I, I, I've had this argument online with Jamie and other people that I like the fact that the Lakers are willing to say that maybe Russell Westbrook wasn't a smart idea. Maybe we made a mistake there, you know. I hate general managers that they make the wrong move and they'll stick by their guy until they die, and usually they die, you know. Um, so the thing that they said, which really struck me, was that the Lakers recognize that they don't have young legs, that they're really lacking young legs, especially at the forward positions and the players that they're talking about going after and the players that are at the top of everybody's list for the Lakers are obviously Ben Simmons, Miles Turner, and Jeremy Grant. And they're all bigs. They're all guys that would solve the the problem of both defense and size. And that's really where we're getting killed now. And, and the defense was horrible tonight. And a lot of it has to do with size because that's that's a big thing in this league. You can make up some of it with length and you can make up some of it with with muscle and power and and physicality, but, you know, when you got guys that can, can jump up and shoot these mid-range shots or three-point shots and, and it really doesn't bother them that somebody's jumping up there and they, they've got two or three inches on you and you 
have that situation at every position. It's like we're, it's so funny because for two or three years there, the Lakers were the team that was bullyballing everybody with size. And now all of a sudden we've, we made some bad decisions on the players that we're putting in the center position is really what's happened. And as a result, we were not the team, the physical team that we were before. And most of the trades that are going to have to be made are going to have to be done. And, and I'm still of the opinion that before it's said and before all is said and done, the Lakers will trade Russell Westbrook. That's the only way that they're not going to get enough from Taylor Horton Tucker and, and Kendrick Nunn to fill the holes that they need to fill. They need a really caliber player in the starting lineup. And they also need to, as part of that deal, if it doesn't include a point guard, they also need to go out and get a point guard. Because if they trade Russ, they, we don't have anybody who can really play backup point guard. And it won't be Rajon Rondo or, or, or Isaiah Thomas. The pressure's on Rod Polinka, And if losing this game and the game Sunday and a few more games in a row is what it takes for Rob to, or for Rob, to, or for us to just hang on until January 15th, because that's likely when we're probably going to make a trade because Taylor Horton Tucker's $10 million and it's pretty hard for us to make a trade without involving him. So we're sort of, we're sort of in this holding pattern where we just got to pray for guys to get out of protocol and to test negative, you know, uh, so that they can get back on the roster and get out of the health and safety protocols. And, and, and as those players come back, we will again become more competitive. And then we've, we've got to hold out till, till at least, you know, January 15th when we can trade Jalen so that we can actually make a deal. And then obviously the end of January, probably February 1st, when hopefully that's when AD will return. And, uh, Hopefully at that point in time, we'll have our new team and we'll be healthy and we'll have made some major changes and uh, things will look rosier than they do tonight. Don't let it ruin your holiday season, Laker fans. I think the Lakers are fine still. LeBron James is fine. It was great not to see any lingering effects from that injury, turning that ankle. That was another positive out of the game. San Antonio played, they played like a top six team in the Western Conference tonight. They played good defense. They're a terrible free throw shooting team, and they made their free throws, whereas we didn't. I, at one point, we were 14 out of 31. I don't know where we ended up, but it was. 17 out of 30 from the free throw line. 17 out of 30. Barely over 50%. You know, and Mello missing three in a row at a critical time. That's one thing that's always bothered me about Frank Vogel is that it's it's defense, 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 defense. And sometimes you just have to recognize that one of the things that has become a staple in the NBA is that great offense will beat great defense. And all of the teams that are winning championships, yes, usually play pretty good defense, but they also also have elite offense, the kind of offense that beats great defense. So the Lakers, you know, are trying to do this balance. They're trying to do it with Frank Bogle. That's going to be a difficult situation it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens uh for the next month it's going to be one of the most interesting periods in the laker history and i hope we have a big trade i think we need a big trade and uh, if we don't have a big trade we better be very lucky and everybody better have be healthy and and we need a lot of guys to all of a sudden have career years which doesn't look like they're having 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. He is at Laker Tom on Twitter. We're at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Also, as well, you got to catch us Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. And of course, Lakerholics.com, where Jamie Sweet has his five things articles on the five things column. You can also go ahead and check out Laker Tom's latest articles today, including the three explosive personnel decisions Rob Polinka and the Lakers must make. Plus, also, as well, his other main article, three blockbuster Laker trades built around Russell Westbrook and THT. But once again, the Lakers lose 138 to 110. They fall to 16 and 17. They've lost four games in a row. San Antonio now improves to 13 and 18. The Lakers are now in seventh place in the Western Conference. Our next game is on Christmas. So hopefully everybody will have a safe and happy and merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. We will be back on Christmas Day after the Christmas Day game against the Nets. And guess what? What a coincidence. It'll be our 400th episode of the Lakers Fast Break on. What time is it? Have they set the time of the game yet, Gerald? It's still 5 o'clock, as to my knowledge, unless there's any other major changes because they have done some swapping around. But as of now, it is still the one that they're talking about the most because it's the marquee supposed ABC game. You know, they want to go ahead and show that one off the most, or at least they wanted to before the Lakers have basically tanked their season. But, yes, the Lakers and Nets are still at 5 p.m. It's all the other games, I think, that are mostly affected by the change around because they're talking about what's going on with those because they're trying to avoid postponing any of the Christmas Day games. So we'll wait and see. But as of now, the Lakers are at a 5 p.m. starting time for the game. One other interesting thing that I'd just like to throw on at the end of the game here is that it seems to me, and I haven't really sat down and totaled this out, about half of the teams seem to have players on the health and safety protocols and half of them don't. And it seems to me that almost all of the teams that have people on the players on the health and safety protocol are big market teams. Whereas the small market teams, San Antonio, for example, don't have anybody on health and safety protocol or any injuries. Well, let's close out the the sun's the same thing. Well, let's close out this podcast and I'll give you the answer. Joe Burrow, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, was asked by a reporter why that's the case. And the Cincinnati Bengals don't have any issues in COVID in regards to health and safety protocols. And he said simply because in Cincinnati, there's not much to do. (laughs) So you stay home a lot right there for you. So Well, getting ready for the holidays, everybody. Be careful. Please be careful, man. Be careful indeed. But Laker Tom and I will be back, health willing, God willing, we'll be back for Christmas Day game. Hopefully it'll be a Christmas present for the Lakers for a win at the new Crypto.com Arena. Take out the old with the Staples Center and bring in the new with the Crypto.com Arena. Actually, it's the same arena. Okay, just a new day. But I'm trying to make it like a new arena. 
But it's a new name on the old arena. We'll see what happens there on Christmas night. Will it be a Christmas present that the Lakers fans love on Christmas night with a victory? Or will it be a lump of coal in our stocking with a Lakers loss? We'll find out on Christmas Day against the Brooklyn Nets. We'll find out who's playing, who comes off the protocol, who goes into protocol, all that stuff going on. We'll talk about the game and everything that went on. Hopefully, we'll have a full crew here for Christmas. I'm hoping we'll find out after the Lakers versus Brooklyn game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs> 